present another episode of your own serial, Castlewick Light. Dorothy Peggs is gaining many supporters in her crusade to prevent Clive's plan to build a busy commercial marina in the picturesque old harbour at Castlewick. Clive, meanwhile, has other, more personal ambitions, and matters came to a head when Jeremy arrived home to find Clive on the sofa at Lantern Cottage, locked in the arms of Jeremy's wife, Beth. supposed to mean, my love? Look, Jeremy, stop being so damn patronising. Well, what do you expect? What I expect is to drive down to our cottage in my own car, in my own time, and at my own speed. You're going much too fast. I thought it might be nice to be together for a change. You're always complaining... Oh, really? That... That's not how you put it before. All right, then, Beth. I thought it would be much nicer to get home and find you waiting for me, instead of alley-catting round with one of the local toms. Oh, God, not that again. I've told you a hundred times I was upset. Because of you, I might add. And Clive was merely trying to comfort me. Comfort you? Oh, yes, I could see that. And a very thorough job he was making of it. Look out! You'll get us both killed! Stupid lorry, out in the middle of the road like that. And anyway, there was no excuse for picking him up and physically throwing him out into the street. Oh, you don't think so? Well, let the me tell you... The whole town will be talking about us now. Clive's pretty well known in You Castle. just don't see it from my point of view, do you, Beth? I wish you'd use a... And I wish you'd slow down a bit. We're doing over a hundred. I'm just simply not prepared to share my wife with any country yokel that walks through the door. That's unfair and insulting, Jeremy. It just wasn't like that at all. And another thing. Don't expect me to come down in your car every weekend like this. I only agreed to come this time to try and ease this lamentable... Oh, well, I'm fed up with the whole thing. I wish we hadn't got that flaming cottage now. Now, you know you don't mean that. And I can tell you, if that gigolo dares to come within a hundred yards of Lantern Cottage in the future, I'll oh, blast Oh, Jeremy, if... for heaven's sake, control yourself. Control myself? Control myself? Who lost their self-control the other evening, I'd like to know? It's the likes of Clive Blades who caused so much... Oh, no, not the police as well. Oh, God. Right on our tail. You silly idiot. I told you you were going too fast. Can you order some more kitlets? We're down to two packets. Why do they call them by such childish names? Oh, good morning, Pegs. A good day to you, Mr. Goff. Uh, Alice. Nice to see you, Dorothy. What can I get you? Run out of all brand again? Uh, no, thank you, Mr. Goff. I haven't actually come to make any purchases. In fact, it's it's Alice I really wanted a word with. Oh, really? What can I do for you then? Uh, now, Alice, please don't take offence at what I'm going to say. Of course, you're bound to be on the protective side. <laughs> Lioness guarding her cubs and all that. Uh, don't tell me. Young Sammy again. Oh, no. Is it Sammy? What's he been up to now? Well... Far be it from me to point the accusing finger, but I think the evidence is fairly... Evidence, eh? <laughs> Sounds like another burglary. Well, in a manner of speaking, yes, it is. And I was hoping that you, Alice, might do some quiet investigating in the background. If nothing else, we can at least clear Sammy of any suspicion. Well, you sound as if you made up your mind already, if I may say so. All right, then. What's been taken from Hornbeams? Not from my house, Alice. From the school. And in broad daylight, too. Shouldn't have thought there was anything worth taking from there. Well, n not much, I must admit. But our computer, 
And the television monitor which goes with it might be worth something on the second-hand market. Oh, no. What's the matter, Alice? Rings a bell, does it? Well, it's, it's just something that Sammy was saying over Sunday lunch. And computers came into it. And he always showed an unusual interest in anything electronic when he was a boy, you know. Blimey, what a memory you've got. Oh, you can't tell me much about most of the under-30s in Castlewick. I've known most of them since they were knee-high to a grasshopper. Yes, but even so, you've never liked my Sammy. Why have you got your knife into him now? Alice, my dear, I never get my knife into anyone. I may know my own mind, but I always try to be fair. Yes, well then, what's made you think that That's right, Dorothy. Strict but impartial. I've always thought so. But surely you've got more than just a suspicion. Of course I have, Mr. Goff. Sammy was seen walking Marjorie's dog round the playing fields at the end of the afternoon by one of the children. But I don't see what that's got to do with it. All over the computer room, Alice. That's where the police found them. White hairs belonging to a West Highland Terrier. That'll be £1.85, please. Thank you, Matthew. Next, please. Oh, Vicar, not if we see you here, what'll it be then? Half a place, please, Biddy. Coming up. And what brings you here, Vicar? <laughs> Purely medicinal reasons. I've just had a particularly trying wedding couple. I mean to say I'm all for attractive modern ideas like guitars and religious dancing. I'm putting on plays instead of the epistle. I really do draw the line at having a disco with pop videos during a wedding service. <laughs> oh, I think they're whiny, you old <laughs> Vicar. Perhaps they were. Possibly they wanted to see how much they could get away with in a progressive church. Well, I'm glad it's business, as you might say. Thought you might come in to catch up on the scandal. Oh, no, no. Come on, love. That's not why we run a pub. Of course not. Though I dare say everyone, even the vicar, has heard what's been going on between Clive and Beth. <laughs> well, you must count me out on that. I'm here to ease tricky situations, oh, not to answer. Oh, up, hey, up. I think we'd better change our subject. Oh, Clive's just coming in now. Evening, Clive! How was the world tweeting you then? Evening, Billy. Evening, Marge. Oh, Vicar, just the man I wanted to see. <laughs> Me? What'll it be then, Clive? Oh, kind of uh, blades, please, uh, Billy. No, actually, Vicar, I've been meaning to give you a bell. <laughs> I thought the church had eight of those already. <laughs> yes, but rather too large for a telephone, Billy. <laughs> Got a problem then, Clive? Well, nothing very dire. I'm just looking into the leasehold of the land round the harbour, and I gather that the church has got some sort of finger in the pie. Is that so? Not really my sort of things, to be honest, Clive. But I'll certainly have a word with the rural dean. He'll probably know where to dig up the information. You're tanking, Clive. Oh, thanks a lot. Oh, no, now, Clive, you're not thinking of buying up the harbour. Word I park my old lawns, then. No, no, nothing like that. I was just getting a few facts together, that's all. Oh, and, um, Billy, uh, talking about your old lawns, what are the chances of us uh, going fishing sometime? Oh, yes, that'd be nice. If the boss will give me some time oh, off. Oh, don't be silly, love. Of course I will. If there's a chance of some nice, fresh coddling for supper. Right, well, I'll, I'll look it up in my diary, then. You should go with Billy, do you, Well, only while my boat's being repainted. Uh, it's Billy's turn, anyway. That's right enough. We usually go together. That's if Tom Palmer doesn't want a crew. That Dorothy Peggs. She's always outgunning for Sammy. Both of us, in fact. We had a hell of a time at that school of hers. Are you baiting lobster pots today, Dad? No, I did those this morning. Well, what are these kippers doing in the box, then? Oh, blimey, can't have done them. It's a good thing someone's prepared to stick up for Sammy. 
Mary, love, you're a great girl and I'm proud of you. But don't go wasting your time rescuing young Sammy. If you want to know, I didn't forget those lobster pots, he did. Wanted to borrow this boat, so I said fine, provided you're doing your job for me. And he said fine. Who the boat? Whatever for? And if I know, but I got a fair idea. Well, your mother would kill me if she knew I was thinking it. Go on, Dad. You can tell me. Well, I hope I'm wrong, but I've an idea Sammy wanted to take something across the river. Something he wanted to stash away. Not a computer by any chance. Well, I've said enough. And don't tell your mother what I've said. She's that upset about it. Well, that's just what I mean. That Dorothy Peggs. Don't condemn that Dorothy Peggs, love. She's no fool and she might just be right. Well, I don't believe it. Hello, Jeremy. Hi, Mary. Evening, Tom. Just call by to see if there is any chance of any fishing tomorrow. Let's see now. Well, no, not tomorrow. I've got a full boat tomorrow. And of course, you'll be off back to the smoke on Monday. Now then, next weekend, the times will be all right for you. Makes no difference to me, of course. Tell you what, I'll give you a ring a bit later. How's that? Fine. Very kind of you. Are you walking back, Jeremy? Well, yes. Hang on a sec, then. I'm coming your way. Is that a lot then, Dad? I've washed the fish box. Thanks, Mary Love. I can do the rest. Cheerio, Jeremy. I'll give you a buzz later. Fine. Bye, Tom. Here, let me carry those. Oh, thanks. That's kind of you. So you want to become an amateur angler? Well, I do know a bit about it. And anyway, living here seems the natural thing to do. Gets me out of the house anyway. Mm. I'm sorry for your wife. Beth must feel exactly like me sometimes. My Paul's hardly ever at home because of his cricket and his squash. And even when he is, it's model railways in the attic. Ah, well, you don't have to live with the present atmosphere. And anyway, I've got to look to the future. I might have more time on my hands than I want soon. What does that mean? Oh, the recession, you know. I'm afraid my job's nothing like as safe as it was. I hoped if I could get in with your father, I might persuade him to let me invite my boss down for a, for a relaxing weekend by the seaside with a fishing rod. Might help stave off the awful, awful spectre of redundancy. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, look, I'll tell you what. When Dad takes you, I'll come too and show you how to deal with the different fish around here. Have you ever flown for mackerel? Have I what? <laughs> see what I mean. It'll improve your image with your boss if you know what to do. Glad to help. Always providing, of course, that your wife isn't going to mind. Oh, I'm sorry, dear, but I hate being made a convenience of. Ruth's always been like it. Grab, grab, grab. Oh, George, don't exaggerate. I'm not. She flutters her attractive little eyelashes when she wants something. And woe betide you if you say no. Then it's the grumps and the sulks. Just like your mother. Well, I suppose you're right. But I really yearn to see my grandchildren. More than I can say. Surely that's not unnatural. Eleanor, dear, it's entirely natural. And I do understand. But it's a bit tough on a retired couple, being dumped with two undisciplined children for a whole week, just so that Ruth can go off gallivanting to Florida. I mean, it beats me how they can afford it. Well, it's some sort of out-of-season package thingy. Oh, don't ask me. I never understand these things. Well, she never explains them properly. That's why. But I'll tell you one thing, George. If you really are set on becoming a school governor, you'll have to get to know children a bit better. So here's your chance. Practice on the family. Well, what do you mean, practice? Oh, I'm not a doctor. Well, you could teach James to swim for a start. Oh, yes, I could, couldn't I? Yes. Oh, that's a good idea. 
and I can look after Emily while you're doing it. Yes, yes, I rather like that. We've be both forgotten what it is to be young. Oh, I don't know. I can still remember how... I when... suppose you really have made up your mind. About what? About being a governor. What about Dorothy Peggs? Mm, well, yes. Well, I'm going to have to open channels of communication there. Well, don't count on me to help. I'll never forgive her for ruining your fate. Well, I'll never forget it. <laughs> but in matters like this, I flatter myself that I can rise above it. Good for you, George, but rather you than me. I'll get it, Jeremy. Bet it's the police. 3759? Oh, hello, Tom. Yes, he's here. I'll just get him. Jeremy, it's for you. Who is it, Beth? Tom Palmer. Oh, yes. Hello, Tom? That was quick. Hang on. I'll just have a look at the calendar. Yes, yes, that should be fine. 5 a.m.? Good Lord, I'll have to get up early. Serve you right. And who's coming? Sammy. Oh, and Mary. Good. Mary, hmm? His son and daughter, any objections? No. They often go with him. Is that all of us? What? Who? Oh, no. No, perfectly all right. Damn. Thanks very much, then. I'll, I'll look forward to it. OK. Cheerio. Fly in the ointment, then. Oh, Lord. Guess who's coming, too? Six hours with him in a little boat, miles from anywhere. Oh, don't keep me in suspense. Who? Clive Blades. <laughs> Thank you.